Hi, I'm Johnny Hedgepeth. And I'm Pete Schumacher. And we're hard for Picard. Hell this, yeah, baby. And this is the podcast where Tra- uh, Travis, shit. Uh, see, I so many with Travis that I, I, I fall into that, Pete. You know, I mean, I've done one episode with him. I've done one show with him. Hung out with him at a WrestleMania weekend. So, you know, good man. Yep. And he, he's uh, getting ready to, to uh, be part of the Boom Pro Wrestling show tonight in Vancouver. But what I meant to say is the show where Pete and I are discussing Picard season three and geeking out and having a few beers while we do it. And episode three. And episode three as well. Uh, the title of the well, episode. We're ahead, on, we're ahead on it, so we might spoil some shit. So, you know, you never uh, know. Oh, yeah, we might. We, uh, look, every, nobody listening to this hasn't already seen it. So uh, we're just going to. We, we, I think we figured out our our rhythm for what we're going to talk about. Right. But uh, the uh, title of the episode, 17 seconds. And before we get to the episode, I want to uh, uh, correct myself. Maybe apologize to Will Wheaton. Because last episode, I mentioned that scene at the end of Picard season two, goofed on it. I happened to rewatch it. And I remember I'm like, oh, no, it's pretty good. It, it is. He's, he is pretty good. He's pretty charming. I just was I just I, I, I couldn't get past the whole ready room. Will Wheaton in my mind, but he's pretty good. And the detail that the travelers are the people who assign the Gary Sevens was one of my favorite little retcon things they did and uh and that's what he was doing he was recruiting um uh the soon kid to do that i also uh we were you and i were talking about uh, how will wheaton had a really rough time of it Mm -hmm. and i said something about you know man on that show it was rough and uh i I delved a little deeper pete and it wasn't the show no no it wasn't the show it's his parents it was his mother to be particular. Okay. Yeah. Well, his father just sat back and did nothing while his mother pushed him, pushed him, pushed him. And he just wanted to be a regular kid. Uh, that That's what it was. You know, I, I, for some reason, you know, there's a lot of stories about Rick Berman Pete, and uh, that aren't very flattering. Okay. Uh, so I, I immediately just went. No, there. this is all about his parents. Yeah, it was yeah. his parents. Yeah. yeah. Or his mom, as you said, the particular. Mom, yeah. And that's rough. That's rough. Child actors, man. The parents that push him into stuff. Oh, that's just the shits. He, he, so it's great that he did turn out the way he did. As annoying as he is on that that wrap up show, that you know, we'll or, or, say it mediocre. You know. Mm-hmm. The description of this episode: Picard grapples with a life altering revelation as the crew of the Titan attempt to outmaneuver Vatic, while Rafi and Worf uncover a plot by a vengeful enemy. Uh, this one directed by. Your MVP in mind, Pete, Jonathan Frakes. Yeah, man, he's been ripping it up behind the camera and on camera. I mean, this is the best Riker I've seen. And I mean, honestly, you think about even the next gen episodes, the only thing that I thought was not, yeah, he had a good episode, but the most, I thought the most enjoyable ones was him and his, uh, the, the brother in the, uh, oh, the transporter Picard. Will, what um, was it? Will, who was, was the other one? Thomas Riker. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of good Riker stuff uh, when you go back, uh, especially as it goes on. Well, a lot uh, of it has to do with like like scenes, like him at the po- at the poker table, or him yep. playing jazz, or him doing a uh, you know doing something for the crew. Yep. It's or him and Worf actually were good, always good together. Or him um, and or him. Uh, 
Data were good. Um, him and Jellico. Uh, yes. Oh, episode. fantastic. Yeah. They're fantastic. Uh, the one where he's um he's uh, captured on a planet and uh, and BB Newworth Lilith. Yes. Is, is the scientist? That's a good one. Uh, I, I didn't. I, I passed on that one. It was not never. I never liked that. That was season six, I think. And schisms, schisms, uh, was given. I love. Um, pass. And I love the. Uh, gosh, the one where Worf is in all the different timelines. I love that one. Yeah. And uh, we and we get the timeline where the Borg have taken over, and it's yeah, cra- and we crazy, see him like yeah, crazy hair Riker. And I think Will Wheaton is there on the bridge. He might have been. He might have been. He, no, he was on the bridge in one of the realities. Definitely. Yeah, I know he was, definitely was, yeah. <laughs> but here, he's. this is a different Riker here. I mean, it's like a Riker where we deserved. And I think, I think, I don't I don't know. Maybe Patrick Stewart is like, or come on, or, oh, I mean, he's directing some of the stuff. So, you know. Oh, and well, it's. But we no, deserve it. I mean, Riker was always a character I, did, I thought was underdeveloped for a, for a bit. I mean, he wasn't underdeveloped. I'm not like we met his dad and this and that, but he he deserved more than being the guy who got, you know, he 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 got a lot. Ordered, he got a know? lot. He got a lot. He got a lot of push. Right? Uh, you know, he, he, did. he was that guy, and you know, now he's married, and you know, well, that's just it. no, the no, Will Riker with age on this uh, on this series, but now he's, he's a hero. He's I mean, he was different, you know. Well, you know, it's great. It's like seeing the way Frakes is playing him as a guy who's a former, he's a captain. Seasoned veteran. Seasoned veteran. And he's bringing so much charm and pathos. Yeah. And he's just killing it. And he's doing the action scenes, but, you know, they're not like, you know, it's not like some amazing lightsaber battle. But he's also doing stuff in like, like this episode, we see him and Picard at a bar. And that was amazing, you know? Yeah. Well, let's get to it. The episode opens with the Shrike attacking the Titan in the nebula. I love Vatic, uh, the calm way she uh, gives orders, just fire again. You know, yeah. just it's neat. Because um, it's such a switch. It's from that to just the cackling villain that we get. And uh, yep. I love the back and forth. Uh, so there's no warp on the Titan. There's no visuals. And one of my f- favorite parts of this episode, because Shaw's great. And Shaw's like, ah, I'll send someone to go out and look out the goddamn window, which sounds like a joke. And then they could, they got two the people window, standing yeah. out the goddamn window. <laughs> That's great. Uh, they have to go deeper into the nebula to get out of range of the, the, the sensors of the Shrike. So now it's a flashback. You brought it up. It's 10 forward with Picard and Riker, and they use that de-aging CGI here. And uh, Was it 10 forward? Yeah, yeah, it's always ten forward now. I was out of the bar. I might have been a bar they were hanging out at. On Earth. I just, I guess, I assumed. Well, ten forwards in. Um, it's in well, San he's Francisco. an admiral now, and then he's the captain. So I would assume. Yeah, and the Titans got to be in orbit because uh, Deanna calls him. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but where they're at, the scene was like uh, uh, two years earlier or something. There's like ten a, years. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was 10 years so, like, earlier. They're not on the tide, or they're on, on Riker's side, you think. Well, no, yeah, they're, they're, Riker's still the captain of the Titan. Okay. And, so you think that's where Deanna had the baby. He says, Okay, okay. The, right, on the right, Titan. Right. So that's fair. Okay, now I get you. Okay. Yeah. So I just assume every bar is 10 forward because it has been since last season. That's where they hang out in a, 
when they're down uh, in San Francisco. I just assume that. Um, and they're just, a, and uh, it's a toast to Will's new son, Thaddeus, who will die. Yeah. Uh, of the CGI, though, that's that de aging CGI here. Look, it, it's okay. It's okay. Riker looks a little weird. <laughs> I thought it was better than um, Anakin and Obi Wan. Well, that, well, yeah. Okay. Point taken. Uh, was it? It wasn't as good as Ant Man with uh, Michael Douglas. Ten but... years later, for those guys, when they're that, when you're like, when you think about it, there's there's seventy two, sixty two, so fifty two. Just... You know that that actually works for me. Yeah, Riker. Riker's hair looks like he's doing a no play for Mister Gray ad. <laughs> <laughs> and Frakes is great here. He's talking about how it feels to be a dad. Yeah, you burn the world to save your child. Then looks at his his buddy Picard, who here has to be in his seventies, and says, "You know what? You ought to have a kid one of these days." I'm like, I think. <laughs> Is that the advice you give your buddy who's an old man? Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, come on. I know that I know they live longer in the in the that's kind of funny when I think about it. I we were at the dog running, you know, I that's why I was running a little late. And this gal always comes over and hangs out with me, me who's over 50, and my and she's like 27. Oh, hello. And my buddy who's 70. And I even joke today. I go, man, you joined the senior season, senior citizen brigade. I go, he's fucking old. I'm just old. Yeah. <laughs> did Did you meet her using your dog? Because I know that's your move. It is my move, but it was, it was actually somehow she took over. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a long story. I don't I actually uh, don't want to go into it. Where <laughs> I had to actually to okay her on her at one point. So mm -hmm. well, anyway, speaking of Troy. She uh, holograms in with the crying baby and tells uh, yeah. Riker to get the fuck home. This kid's sick and bring the whiskey. And um, without yeah, giving it, that was without, a good, that, actually that was great, you know. And it was fun, but look, we've got four episodes left of Picard, and we've seen it all up to here. Without giving anything away, I really, really hope that they find something more to do with Deanna Troy then have her be the potted plant that she was on the show just well i mean you saw this episode nothing. Like it, right right uh-huh they I mean, have to right i hope so but so far she's just been a a nagging wife and a hostage it's not yeah, a good yeah, look, right you know you know for the character but look you know what they've done everything right so far more or less 90 like 98 right I and again, we're faith. in season, you know, an episode. This one of the current one we we're talking about uh, number three, but mm -hmm. there's definitely, you know, here's something. Here's an idea. Never mind. We'll talk about it in the episode. Uh, what yeah, we got to get to it. Yeah, yeah, we will. So in the nebula, the two crew who are actually looking out the window is a a, a, a woman at ensign and the sketchy guy from the first episode who like I yep. card. And uh, we see him and here. And he's been around in a lot of bits, right? Yeah, he's been just been sitting. He's just been the in actor? the background looking sketchy for the for three episodes. Who played the changeling, right? Yep, he's the changeling. And Lieutenant Tavine, the bald John. Vulcan, uh, says that these energy surges inside the nebula are both electrical and that uh, makes me love this character is uh, when they describe the uh, energy surges are uh, biological. Say, well, that's fun. Anyone else want to throw some weird shit at me? 
<laughs> and I'm like, that's what I'd be like as a Starfleet captain, Pete. That, he's, you know, he's loaded with the one-liners, and it's great. That would be me. I'd just be like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? I just want to fucking explore what the fuck. <laughs> right. And, he, and but and once again, what the you know, with everyone's still at this point going, oh, Shaw's an asshole, Shaw's a coward, Shaw's this and that. Shaw cares about his crew because the next thing he does is goes, okay, LaForge, Mura, who's the Bajoran. And someone else, he's like, you've been on ship yeah. for 36 hours, go rest now. You know, there's they constantly are making uh, that the safety of his crew is first and foremost. So yep. that's really, and then again, we find out why. Yep. Uh, in uh, two episodes. Yep. <laughs> Excuse Spoiler. me. So then we uh, get to seven to nine in her quarters. And uh, so here's the question. Yes. She looks a lot younger in this season than she did in the other ones. I think, I mean, they're definitely, you know. Mm. Maybe it's the uniform. Maybe the uniform. I think it's the darkness helps. I think they're, you know, I mean, they had a couple, like in this, that's not episode three, but episode the last one I'm looking at. She had a lot of makeup on. So I think they oh. made her a lot. Yeah, I mean, she looks, she looks great. So, I mean, oh, whatever. Jerry Ryan, I mean, come on. I mean. Like, it doesn't matter what age she is. I I, I buy her. It's that Fenris. That's the, week, yeah. You know? Well, that Fenris Ranger lifestyle. It really uh, yeah. Age. They don't have the same technology as on these Starfleet vessels. You know, yeah. You. She look, look, looked a little older on the first two seasons. Now she looks, you know, more you know young Borg like. So. Well, you know, she's on that Starfleet. They could use their replicators for the best yeah. exfoliants, and. <laughs> Go to ten forward when she should need to need a drink or whatever. Yeah, you know, I mean, the life of a you know, Fenris Ranger. Who done it? You know, life of a Fenris Ranger is fucking rough, dude. That's mm-hmm. uh, we saw that you're finding your adopted Borg sons being been murdered. That that was one of the heaviest parts of Picard season one, when Ikeb from Voyager gets murdered. Yeah, just grotesquely. I was like, holy. Yeah, I knew a guy. I used to do internet radio and podcast with a guy jack miller who this knew- back in the college days no this was uh what a maneuver oh uh, yeah right right yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing about this yeah yeah no he, he, he <laughs> that's no, sarcasm he, i've heard it all times from you <laughs> yeah but he no but jack either he grew up with or went to school with the kid who played Ickham on okay. uh on voyager and he never failed to mention it to me <laughs> <laughs> there you go I hope he's doing good. Jack was a good dude. So Sydney, he always talked really highly of him. So yeah, yes, he was funny, just super funny, and got involved with um some wrestling uh, out there in uh, Reno uh, uh, some years back. Uh, uh, so you always uh, compared him to the Titans chemistry with uh, with him. So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, he got involved with Hood Slam for a little bit too. I remember we did okay. It- we did. We interviewed the 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 guy in charge of Hood Slam or something one time or something. Yeah. So yeah, he's a great great dude. So and, and loves Star Trek. There's another thing we talked about all the fucking there time. You go. Star Trek and wrestling. And Bring so together. They, they they weirdly do, they especially do. It's, especially it's a little like, especially a little later in this episode. They go together. Class. Oh yeah, sure. real well. <laughs> and so Sydney LaForge uh, tells uh, Seven. Who's uh, confined to quarters? You know that you know, 
look, you know, I know what it's like not to fit in because, you know, they thought I was a Nepo baby because of my dad and he didn't want me to be a pilot, but you stood up for your friends. So, you know, my dad would have been proud. Uh, and she thanks her. And then she calls her commander seven and walks away. Yep. And, that, and that made me missed up just a little bit. I was like, Oh, that's great. That's so great. Cause we've been hearing that Hanson, uh, all yeah. three episodes. And that's the first time someone's called her commander seven. Uh, She's good. That actually was nice. I mean, I mean, Picard called her seven, you know, but, yeah, but, but commander, commander, but it's seven. different. But no, 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 I'm, I agree. Yeah. It's totally different. Yeah. Yeah. The actress who plays Sydney, I got to uh, look it up what her name is. She's I love her. Fucking good. She yeah. is good. I'm down. I'm down for, uh, cause I know a little Picard is from, uh, um, what's that? Uh, uh, uh little Picard. Uh, what was that show? Uh, the English one about upstairs, downstairs, um, down in Abbey. These were down in Abbey. Yeah, he was there for for like a season or two. Jack Crusher was on Down in Abbey. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> well, I don't know what she's uh, the actress who plays Sydney uh, done before, but they, she's great. That, oh, ju- jumping forward, right? jumping forward to episode six. Fantastic. The, yeah. That scene with her father is fucking Fantastic. outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding. She's a hell of an actor. Yep. Um, so then they're in sick bay, and uh, we get Spoiler, the whole her father, last name LaForge shows LaFord. up. Well, no, they've already mentioned it. Yeah, so, no. yeah. And we already know. Look, we've seen the promotional poster. Jordy yeah, and, yeah. and Data's there. Everyone's there. You know, it's that's not there. Yeah, we got or it. okay. Well, yeah, we'll get to who we'll get to everyone who's there. But we knew Brent Spiner was there. We knew LeVar Burton was coming. You know, yeah, that's, that's no spoiler. Sure. Uh, so in sickbay, uh, the, the the head doctor there, who's I never can remember her name, is telling Beverly to hey. stay, stay the fuck out of the way because you're old and don't understand, you know, all the new medical stuff. Which right. I was like, didn't really ring all that true to me. I was like, really? You're going to be like, it's a goddamn emergency. You're going to use every fucking doctor you want. Uh, yeah, I told you, yeah. It's just to set up the scene that comes uh, yep. afterwards, you know. There's a lot of that in this episode. I enjoyed yeah, this week. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I mean, I, yeah. sometimes you have to, you know. Yeah, I get it. I enjoy this one a lot, but that sticks out to me about doing something that doesn't make sense to get to a conclusion that's good for the narrative. And again, that didn't make sense too because we they they kind of clean it up in the next episode, you know. Well, that's just it. The well, you know exactly what we're talking about. Well, we'll get to it. The the Picard Riker relationship here is out of nowhere, and but what it gets to in the next episode makes it worthwhile. But it still felt like manufactured drama. Yep, yep, that- and it felt like it's something that could have been like. If they actually wanted to play it out, they could have done that for like the rest of the season, honestly. Um, yeah, it was just there to. And we'll to talk about it. more next. Yeah, episode, we're, we're gonna get. Yeah. Well, we're gonna get to it this episode because that's when it all uh, happens. Oh yeah, you're right. We're in. You're right. Uh, I'm sorry, John. You're right. Yep. Well, you don't. You don't have to apologize. <laughs> uh, well, you know uh, that's how I am. I know. Well, especially after a twelver uh, at the dog park. I get it. You know, you get hey, sentimental. Baby. You know, Xander needs to get fetched. You know, that's all he needs. Daddy, you know, Daddy needs to take Xander out. Exactly, baby. <laughs> Do you have a little suit for him when you take him clubbing? Um, no, uh, but I, I, I cheated it, so I got uh went online, so I, I got him as one of them like depression dogs. Ah, uh, 
And so I don't have to pay the fee here. Oh, wait, depression dogs. I thought you meant he had a jaunty cap and was selling apples. Wait, Negative. are you saying that he's an emotional support? My, my, like, I an emotional support dog? Thing. He's your emotional so support? I, I have a card. But I, I, the, the big package was I can get him a vest, but I didn't do that. Okay, do you carry him around on your chest like X-Pac does? Well, he's a, a big dog, so that'd be ridiculous. Well, you're a big guy. <laughs> I'm a big guy, but yeah, I, I don't want to carry. I mean, I mean, Xander is a great day. He's a great day. Giant bed together. So, you know. <laughs> wing. Oh boy. So then, though, we have uh, the scene with uh, Picard and Beverly in sick bay, and yep. they just knock it out of the park. Wow. You know, I love the, the fact that she's actually, you know, um, diving into her age, you know, like, hey, we have gray hair, a little red, but we don't have a lot of gray. You know, I like that. Well, yeah, yeah. Still looks stunning. Oh, my know. God. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, as uh, I said earlier, a swing. Well, remember all the wig. I mean, and this was in a wig. Remember all the wigs they made her wear? Oh, Just yeah, I know. Terrible fucking wigs. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I always thought she was the hottest of the of the girls on that show. Uh, uh, yeah, I was a, I was a, you know, I was a Bev, I was a Bev fan, uh, definitely a uh, Troy fan, but you know who really, uh, you know who really uh, uh, revved up my gears? Pulaski. That's a lie. That's no yeah. way that happened. Uh -huh, but you, but you know, you, you're also 10 years older than me, or 15, so. I also, I also was quite familiar with that actress, uh, what she looked like in the 60s. Oh, no. I mean, she was on a Star uh -huh. Trek episode. <laughs> Gorgeous woman. <laughs> And she had all that experience. All right. I mean, I mean, you definitely, you know, you know, I don't give say Kirk fucked her, but I guarantee he fucking Shatner fucked her. Oh, oh, McCoy definitely. Oh yeah. Oh, Spock might have. Who knows? Well, one of the um, I can see Sulu doing a fucking reverse number on her. You never know. Uh, uh, Dax. One of the Daxes. Um, uh, uh. Uh, got it on with uh, Doctor McCoy. That's that's canon. That was in fucking that that was in Deep Space Nine. This is true, and that's awesome. <laughs> God damn it, Jim! I'm a horny motherfucker. I'm not a doctor. I'm a fucker. I'm a sex machine. <laughs> <laughs> My libido just says, "Woo!" Well, it looks like they're born horny, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> so. They're talking about, you know, Picard being like, why didn't you tell me? And she's given a reason why. And it's basically everyone's always trying to fucking kill you. And uh, I don't know if I can protect them. And she's lost her entire family to the stars. And they then Picard says something. And I love that this confirms something that they kind of just hinted at all seven seasons of Next Gen. But he goes, well, it was our fifth time as a romantic couple. I was like, yeah, yeah. There were some episodes where you kind of feel funny, like, yeah. they've got something going. Like, we like, well, we always get together for breakfast. It's this thing we do. Yeah, I mean, like, actually, you know, we saw those, but the first season, they teased it a lot. You know? A lot in the first season. Uh, but never, like, there was the one where, like, well, Beverly and I, we, our tradition is to get together and have our tea or our breakfast yeah. together. I'm like, yeah, that's a post-coital breakfast. Is yeah, and then she got there. jealous because Picard was playing music in, in the Turbo Ducks or whatever. That or the one where she meets Vosh and he's very uncomfortable about what's going yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, it was a Vosh episode, I'm sure. Uh-huh, yeah. You know, that it was definitely being implied, and I oh, love yeah. that they confirmed it. 
and and uh, she got pregnant on that planet, uh, Kapori Prime, in the waterfalls. Uh, yeah. And I, I, online, there were some people just constantly going on, like, Man, you know, don't they have birth control in the, the 21st oh, century? God, like, fuck who, off. Who fucking cares? Who cares? Dude, <laughs> give this shit. Well, on Deep Space Nine. Unless you're the that. father, honestly. Well, Deep Space Nine has my favorite uh, accidental pregnancy when uh, Cisco knocks up uh his his uh new wife um and uh cassidy yates and uh she's like what happened he's like oh i forgot to get my shot from dr Bashir that's funny <laughs> that's fucking funny you know he's 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 trying to win a fucking war he forgot to get his his uh, shot his shot so he, he knocked her up that's fucking great picard, picard like, hey, is funny you know Picard probably was just like, I didn't know my boys could still swim at this age. <laughs> it was the waterfall that did it. Definitely. <laughs> I just don't want to, I do not want to picture sexual. At least we didn't get a lot of toy, uh, like baby Picard, you know. Oh, well, there you go. They're getting busy at the, on, on the Enterprise when she was hunting him. Hey, you know what? If she'd been, if I was captain, she was hunting me, I would have let Loxana, you know, do her dirty business. But uh, we're not, we're not Patrick. It's Stuart and not John Luke Picard. Yeah, I know. he looked like sufficiently uncomfortable to where you know he kind of wanted to. Oh yeah, yeah, you because know, you know he's that like she's, eh, at least give me a blowjob. Yeah, yeah, you know she's Jesus. You know she's she's wild in bed. You oh. know that's clear. <laughs> so, and then Bev says she lost her family to the stars, which I thought was kind of cool. And, and that guy was like a watch. He just watched, you know. Uh huh. And the son of Picard will always be a target. So we cut to Jack and Riker. I love this scene between them. Yeah. And Will's just looking at him. He's like, what? Stop looking at me like I'm an experiment. He's like, well, you are. I watched that experiment slowly happen for 20 years. I love years. it. You know, <laughs> Riker, again, I mean, I've said it for the last three episodes. If he's not in a big scene or he's eating up the small scenes, he's a fucking star on this one. You know? He is. He's so it. He brings such an ease yeah. inhabiting this character. Now, Greg, yes, it's the character he inhabited the for a long time, but and stuff, and it feels comfortable, you know. But with with so much more, he's gravitas. playing the wisdom and the gravitas, yes, yeah. and the wisdom that age brings you. He's bringing all yep. that. That's the. That's not just the script. That's the performance, and here's the. the and it helps that you know, and actually, you think about it, it helps being the guy who's a seasoned director too. Oh, that too. Oh, God, that, that too. Do you know he um when he was getting his start, like, uh, I think some, maybe some Broadway, whatever gigs he could get. He, North and South. I remember him on North and South. Oh yeah, this is before that. He was. He told the story on the the Star Trek the Pod Directive that's with uh, Paul F. Tompkins and Tony Newson. Uh, anyone who hasn't heard the interview with Frakes from uh, two weeks ago needs to listen to it. It's 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 fucking great. And he uh, reveals that back in the 70s, Marvel used to do, Marvel Comics used to do things where they'd hire people to dress up in like Captain America and Spider-Man and go to events. Yeah. And he was Captain America. And I can well, totally buy it with that dimple. And yeah, but he also liked Free beer, season free one. Beer, but he makes fun of it because it was skin tight and he was really skinny and tall back then. So he looked ridiculous. But there's a th- picture of, I think, uh, 
Stan Lee with the president or, or something important with the Spider-Man and the Captain right. America that I've seen this picture. I have it in okay. somewhere. And I'm like, and he's like, yeah, that's me. I was like, holy shit, that was, that was Frank's in that famous picture in the skin tight Captain America suit. That's, that's wild. But here's the line. Because, oh, the, first of all, the crew all is walking by. They're grumbling. They hate Jack. One guy actually, actually yelled at him in sick bay. And uh, what, and Riker's saying, he's like, hey, you got to make them want to be happy that they helped you. Yeah. Which he does later by going to sick bay and helping. Uh, and then Jack says, no, you have family, Riker? And Frakes goes, yeah, feel free to call me captain. And yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I, the way he just casually says, feel free to call me captain, was so badass. So badass. It's my favorite line delivery of this season so far that's you want to see him and you want to see him in a series i do we don't see him a lot because he's doing so many directions do you think he would do a series yeah. and he says to jack but you know do you think he would do a series would he do a series oh i don't think so i don't think so. he, he, on that. i think he'd pop he's in directing, right? i think he'd, he'd oh he'd direct the shit out of it you know he'd direct the goddamn shit out of it um you want all the control though right no, no, he's such an easygoing dude, man. No, no, and I understand that, but if he's going to put it, his character is like, you know, the lead, and he'd be directing the shit out. Do you think? No, I, I think if they did do, let's say they do the spinoff that we were, uh, right, not yeah. just us, not just us, that's a talking point going around on the internet. I'm sure. People wanting that. There's fan art of people making fan art for posters for that show that we just created uh, earlier. Right. There it's, we are. I think he would maybe make occasional guest appearances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he like, wants to do a series on his own. You know, kind of like, kind of like, you know, when 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 Picard would get a, you know, get a message from an admiral every now and then. Yeah, and it might be him or whatever. Be that, yeah, yeah it'd be that kind of shit. You know, yeah. Fucking, uh, give me Janeway doing it too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to be the lead. No, I no, I, that's why I agree. I, I think he's. I think he his passion is directing. Oh, it is. But, That's what it is. But he was a star on this show, and now he's actually getting to actually shine. And I mean, what happened? And uh, tell another story from that, Pete. That was interesting. Is he directed First Contact? Right, the best one. The best one, and a and the it made the most money. It yeah. was a hit. And after that, he got to do some more directing. He did like two things that one or two things that did well. And then he did something. I can't remember what it was, but it was he a, did a it, lot of television. But that's just it. This this one was a disaster. Huge flop, disaster, not his fault. And that was the end of his directing career in movies. That's how it works in Hollywood sometimes. They oh, put yeah, you in right. Director jail. And it for some really, reason, I think he was doing the um the uh, the I mean it sounds like a miserable movie. The um the, the like the dummies, the Air Force America, or what? What do you call it? Oh, I, you know, I'm gonna look it up. But what? But then he turned around and became a prolific and talented and in demand television yeah. director. You know, but as far as and he said on that podcast, I don't know. They go, do you think they'll ever give you a chance to make a make a Hollywood movie again? And he goes, nope. Nope, flat like out. Star Trek, maybe. maybe, yeah, maybe Star Trek, but uh, that's it. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna look this up right now on the handy dandy. 
and uh see what it was oh gosh see, now it has all the goddamn tv shows so i'm gonna scroll through here i know right real quick yeah, that's why yeah. i get angry when i go on imdb and i'm looking for like a singer who's been an actor and he, i get so goddamn confusing on what's a uh, lead anywho i can't find it but there was some movie that i've heard of that he uh okay that's fine. But, see, yeah, that, that's what people like to listen to. Hey, Duke, yeah, I hope you like listening to me trying to look up shit on the IMDb. That's what you're getting today. <laughs> no shit, you know, this is like straight out of the fucking, uh, I, I'll, I'll say it off, off, off air, but let's go. And, uh, well, no, here's the thing with uh, what me and Pete are doing. We're doing this for us because we are two friends who just want to bullshit about stuff. Talk Trek about it, yeah. And, uh, and, and have a few beers while that's we do why, it. And, that's why I'll go out and hang out with the dog run. And, yeah. Know, and with John, I'm not worried about that's, it. And, and if anyone else is liking it, that's great. But this exactly. is exactly because when if, me if and you're Pete, doing it, it's awesome, right? When, when me and Pete talk about stuff we like, we like to do it in this format and put it out there because there are people who like it. So, yeah. You know, so that's what's go- going on here. But let's get back to the show. Well, uh, bottom line is, we're not woke though either. We oh no, I'm woke as fuck. Oh, you don't need uh, you don't need to be drinking and do the show. Oh, that's not see, that's got nothing to do with like, drinking. Has nothing to do with woke. Like, I don't know. I think I think everything's about woke. But go on. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Jesus Christ! So he tells he tells Jack that he had a son, and. Oh shit, you know, Jack kind of looks like fuck, you know. So Bev is telling Picard that uh they help the people Starfleet has forgotten. Uh and it's been the Rangers, the Klingons, and Starfleet have all come after Jack. Uh, and it's always someone different every time. And she thinks it has something to do with Picard because that's not a bounty hunter ship, that's a warship with Picard-sized enemies. Yep. Uh and then they answer the question that everyone was making fun of up until this point. He's like, so what about the accent? <laughs> She's like, oh, he went to school in London and uh, never shook it. He goes, oh, yeah, I know. That's a good one, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe it's genetic. Because that's the one thing everyone was making fun of the first two episodes online and everywhere was, what the fuck, are British accents, you know, hereditary? And so they do acknowledge And I throw away line. Yeah, you know? nice little throwaway line. And that's good. That's fine. Because he looks just fucking like him. That's another That's thing. What, I mean, you heard me when I'm watching wrestling. I go, if I'm not understanding the psychology of a wrestling announcer can explain it to me, I'm fine with you. And that's yeah. exactly what we got there. Yeah, and Beverly tells him, because he's like, well, why wouldn't you uh, Why didn't you tell him about me? And she's like, I did tell him about you. He didn't want to meet you. And that's, oof, that's rough. That's a foreshadowing. And but that's why when Picard comes and gets Will from Jack, he ignores him, like you know, like because that was a punch in the gut. Yeah. And uh, I get Picard's like, "Hey, go talk to your son." And he's like, "No, no, 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 I need to go apologize to Shaw," which never happens. And uh, <laughs> it never does. He's like, "I have to go apologize to the captain, and we need to turn around, and we need to get." He Picard literally says, "I need to apologize to Shaw, and we need to get out of here as fast as possible." And, and then immediately, forward, and then immediately, that, tu- and immediately turns around and says, "We need to fight." So that didn't that that climb yeah, a was, little bit. It a seemed bit. like where are we going here? I didn't understand that. It's, I'm like, where's the dilemma? I don't understand this. You know, so you'd think with their history, they'd have like a little quiet room together. You know, yeah, you've seen a bazillion times on next gen, 
hey, let's get every I'll get everybody together. Let's see what we think, you know. Yeah, you know, get the group together, which we do yep. get uh finally, and I've marked out for that and and episode six where they're all sitting around the fucking table. I was like, oh, it feels like a warm blanket. Uh, the crew member at the window, without the sketchy guy, sees the Shrike and calls the bridge and it's battle stations. And boom! And the bridge explodes and Shaw gets fucked up bad. There's blood dripping off of him everywhere. He's like Eddie Guerrero in that match with JBL. Just blood everywhere. And uh, tells Riker, you got us into this and uh, get us has, out of here. Has the yeah, computer, yeah, has the computer uh, uh, switch over control of the ship, and uh, they immediately get this cool idea of firing a torpedo and then blowing it up to cause the concussion to flip the strike away, and they do it right away, and their teamwork is perfect, and Picard goes, well, maybe you should call me number one. I was like, oh, that's great. Which again, I was like, well, that yeah. was great. And then like, in 10 minutes, they're fighting. I'm like, yep. again, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it went from there to there. You know? Uh, yeah. I totally agree with you. It's like, like, look, I still, it's the only criticism I have of this entire season. Yeah, it's, almost it's like it was bit, to be perfectly thing, honest with you. They needed, I mean, I get we needed some drama, but it was like, not here and it it makes you know and it it could have been done a little differently uh that picard suddenly bloodthirsty yeah uh, is never really explained but we do find out why will is so hesitant to fight yeah uh, well yeah we understand that but again i don't think again had nothing i mean i think that was a choice i mean maybe i don't know it's my new my new positronic body makes me want to kick some ass (laughs) <laughs> my dick hasn't been this hard in years not since the waterfalls with beverly that damn moby dick mm-hmm. so we're on metallus prime and rafi's waking up you know, going through the dts uh and we hear the the federation news network say uh that toluco wasn't uh, to, was to blame for the attack completely because you know the federation news network is filled with those fucking changelings you got to figure as well right they're putting out the the lies you know that got your your typical your typical left-wing media in the future full of changelings <laughs> or the fox news changelings well you know they can't the- pay for the real talent i mean uh, you know and we hear opera music playing and we see fucking wharf and he's doing his like training yep. exercises with his bat lift and it's fucking badass awesome and- right yeah I you know what i, tired I of really it. i like the beef storyline a lot you know uh-huh Oh, totally. And she sneaks up on him and he throws a knife, disarms her. And speaking of my favorite lines, one of my favorite lines uh, this entire uh, season, I am Worf, son of Moog, house of Martok, son of Sergei, house of Roshenko, bane to the Duras family, slayer of Gowron. I've made some chamomile tea. Do you take sugar? I was like, fuck yeah. Good line, right? (laughs) Best. Well, that and we see it up until season uh, up to episode six here. Worf is indeed a badass warrior. Worf is also the comic relief in this in this season. He has all the funny lines. His his new philosophy is played for jokes. He's telling jokes. 
He's being you feel sleek. like it's like almost like Thor in the Marvel universe. Kinda. I mean, and I love it. Because you know, they both started out as like warriors and they evolved into like comic relief and a lot of stuff. Yeah, dude, totally. I'm loving Worf get to be the badass comic relief in this. It uh it's it he Worf didn't get the opportunity to be funny a lot. Yeah, I mean, he had moments. I thought him and Riker and Data, I thought together were great. They did, but Deep Space Nine Worf was rarely funny. uh, About Uh, him, he had moments. You know, he had moments, John. When he's dressed up in that baseball suit, come on. Okay, okay, I, I take it back. That that episode was the the funniest Worf was. That's the whole thing. It's like you don't remember him until you know until you see. Well, there's that one because the but well because when they're trying to. But Cisco's trying to pump up the team, you know, for the game. And Worf goes, death to our enemies. Yes. <laughs> we have a lot get... of moments like that. You just got to remember them. Where do they get a cap to fit that giant head of Worf's? And the guy good... that has a giant head, I still wear the same ass hat. I mean, it's just, yeah. yeah do, you, do you have big bony ridges on your? No, 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 sir. That's, but that's, my head's fucking gigantic. I that's a six that. L. That's a six LL. Uh, Every time cap. I order a fucking hat, it never fits, and so I wear the same fucking thing. You have to order hats. That's how big your head is. Well, you I, I have a special, I special order. I don't need. I don't go to the store. Do you? I don't know. I wear everything. Off I Amazon. go to the hat store. Every Amazon's my friend, man. I'm on Amazon Prime. Uh-huh. So, do you have a twenty gallon hat? I mean, is that how big your I head is? It's, it's too big. <laughs> So she recognizes Worf's name. Picard's talked about him. And now Worf's explaining that now he's accessing calm. He's, uh, as the humans say, I'm, I've been working on myself. And he tells her he's not Starfleet. Consider me a um, subcontractor, which is fucking great. I'm like, I'm here to do your plumbing and uh, behead Ferengis. Uh, <laughs> 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 I will do, I will, I will. I will do your drywall with honor. <laughs> mm. That's a guy, Ron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The tr- yeah. Mm, mm. A trowel of the trowel of a warrior. <laughs> Subcontractor. I love it. Because we still that's a mystery we still don't quite know. Just what is Worf's story? Because he's not Starfleet. He's being brought in. Is he still a I don't know? He was Galron's number two. You know, not Galron, uh, Martok. So, uh, like, number two guy. He was uh, an ambassador or some shit. So, I'm curious about what his background is. If they don't get to it, I don't care. Right? I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm very, I want to see, oh, by the way, what's J.G. Hertzler doing? He's still alive. I think he's dead, no? No, he's alive. If they get Martok in this, and I... I I'll go nuts, yeah. I'll I tell you what, I'm going to make a little bet for you, Pete, because... uh Without giving anything away, if Worf needs help to do the mission he has to do uh, at the end of episode That's his six, family right there, Martok. Uh huh. Okay. If we get fucking Martok in this, I will run down the street with my pants off. <laughs> wow! Wow! Uh huh. I will. Well, I will it. say one thing. I will not run down the street naked if Picard brings out fucking uh, the next gen shit, Enterprise. Oh, what I think, well, I, you know what? 
there's a very good chance that we might. Uh, okay, here's the thing. And I know if, if either they way, want to kill the character off, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised to see him die on the Enterprise. You well, know? E- either way, uh, be it me running down the street or on this show, I have a a, a sneaking suspicion someone's going to see the D. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> We're still hard for Picard. I mean, yeah, come be, on. Be, be my neighbors. No pun intended, payday. <laughs> or, or this, or the television viewing audience. I had look. I'm just saying, is if, if you can go to that planet and get a certain something, there's a giant disc there too. So. Swing, baby. We're gonna swing. We're hard for Picard. This whole God. I did. I I read a criticism saying. Oh, all this fan service. They're just giving us a bunch of fan service with these cameos and ship cameos and guest stars. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Good. Give me all the fucking fan service that they can. I'm a fan. I like fan service. Again, I've told you, this is a love letter. Fuck you. I mean, I like a fan service. It's it's exactly, you're right. It's a love letter and let us have it. Because these are the same people who bitched about the first two seasons with some good reason. And now, like, well, this is what we want. Oh no, it's fan service. You can't please. It's like it's fun. I mean, this is great Star Trek. I mean, I tell you, boy, you don't go through the IMDb that I do to find some funny shit because there are. Some no, no, fucking I trust stuff. you for that. Yeah, that's my job. Ugh. So, garbage man. He told you. He he told Rafi to stand down because she'd uh, get herself killed. He was right, but she's got the heart of a warrior, and he's gonna dismiss her, but she's not having it. And he's like, all right. Because this guy, Titus Ricca, is the person who paid Sneed to lie. To lie. And together, they will find them. And Rafi goes, cool. Right. So on the Titan, and I said cool, too. Right back at it, because I'm all in. Yep. On the Titan, to kind of figure out, why, you know, we're trying to think, why can Vatic find us? And here we go. Riker wants to stay on the defense. Picard wants to prepare to fight. In the sick bay, Jack's helping the crew. Uh, Bev does the thing where she punks out the doctor with some good old-fashioned doctrine, which involves poking, poking with your fingers to find that eternal bleeding, and uh, and shows up the doctor, and uh, Shaw leans over to Jack, who's apologizing, and it's great. He's like, "How is she finding us?" He's like, "Well, he's like, how is she finding us?" And he sees the the trail of blood. Yep. And the light bulb wow. goes on in his head. I'm like, oh, I that's that's a fun movie making. <laughs> Right there, because that never happens in real life where you look down yeah. at something and go, ah, but, but it happens in the movies, and god damn it, I love it. Usually, I'm trying to think where I'm like hitting my head. I mean, no, I don't ever uh-huh. look down, I'm like, oh, I would just look down know. and go, that's a bunch of blood. I wouldn't yeah. think there was a trail exactly. Window. <laughs> so, on the bridge, they're gonna have warp in 10 minutes. Uh, Lieutenant Tavine says, This is not a nebula, it's an anomaly, and uh. There's one thing we know about in Star Trek is nebulas and anomalies. <laughs> it makes. It's unwise to go deeper. So Picard's like, all right, get ready to warp. Battle stations, we're going to run for it. Uh, out in the nebula, the Shrike's on him. And they try to get away, but they use the portal device to trap him twice. And they can't get away because of the portal de- the device, which yeah. I loved it. That was, that was so, uh, the special effects look great. I think fantastic, right? Yeah. I mean, again, we talked about it. It looks amazing now. Uh, it looks such like a movie when we're watching. Mm-hmm. And Riker goes, Picard wants to fight. And Riker's like, oh, take us back into the nebula. And right now, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. 
Welcome back to Hard for Picard. And before we get back to this episode, I am DB curious, Pete. First, I'm dying to know. Okay, I'm, well, I'm D- I, I am DB curious too. You're, <laughs> first of all, there's a goof, a goof in this episode. Here's the crazy thing you think for a Star Trek show, the nerds, and I say that with all the love in the world, because uh, we are as well, would be full in there with a million goofs, and they're not. But here's a goof. In the flashback scene, Troy calls Riker at the bar and asks him to bring the whiskey he's drinking with, uh, bring home the whiskey he's drinking with Picard. However, when he leaves, he doesn't take the bottle of whiskey. So, four out of eight. I'm hoping he transported it then, you know? Maybe, or maybe she really laid into him when he, uh, yeah. Or he gets back, he gets back, he's like, now, Deanna, you're nursing, you know, you can't have whiskey. And she, uh, Wax him across the head because with a rolling pin based on or, or do the Zabari. Yes, can I have another? <laughs> what did you call? What did he call her? I don't Zumbari. I was like, I, I didn't know what that was. He did it once or twice on next day. It wasn't a lot, but yeah, it was like, oh, a oh that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Or a bit of a movie. I know I've heard him say it before. It was something so. like that. Trivia. We got a little trivia. The music playing when Worf is practicing his combat moves is from the opera Les Troyennes by Berlioz, specifically Act 5, number 38, of Valon Sonore. It's the same opera Picard is listening to in his ready room at the beginning of the film's Star Trek First Contact. And that's the, that's the type of deep, deep, observational skills that i oh yeah i kind of I, took I my hat to no, no I, idea and this is us talking star trek i had fans. no way yeah i mean i thought i was good at picking up the music cues on this show that's a different and level you were bragging about it earlier offline this FYI, <laughs> that's that guy woof he's the king yeah obviously and you know what 40 out of 40 found that interesting so see there you go also yeah, trivia. Actually, backtrack and see if that's true. Mm. Oh, I always believe the IMDb. Why would? I mean, I'm curious. You know, where else would I check for that? <laughs> I have no idea. I'd go back and watch the movie. <laughs> the IMDb is literally where I would. Uh, also trivia: uh, the actor Thomas Decker makes his third appearance in the Star Trek franchise as Titus Ricca. He had previously appeared in Star Trek Generations as Thomas Picard one of Picard's children in the Nexus. He also appeared as Henry Burleigh, a character in Captain Janeway's favorite holodeck program in Star Trek Voyager. Oh, that's cool. I love it when they, you know, just find someone who used to be on the show and they just find a, a role for them. Even yeah, just what, 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 what role are they playing on this one? Uh, Titus Ricca. He's the, the terrorist that they capture who's a you-know-what. Really? Yeah. Yeah, wow. he played, okay. He played one of Picard's kids in Generations in the Nexus, and now all these years later, he gets to he gets to play uh play a changeling. So that's well, this cool. one. This is the one that Worf interrogated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he he's also played. Um, I'm pretty sure the same guy. Maybe we're confused. The same guy played. Um. 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 Uh, John Connor in the. Uh, a terminal, um, mm, Terminator sure? uh, Chronicles. 
Oh, maybe I all maybe all I know is the uh, humor actor. He has to play something like some witch or something. Uh, maybe that's just uh, what they all have here. But he was a child actor. Yeah, on Star Trek, and then he's he was also uh, on. He was also on Heroes. Really, he was the one who recorded the cheerleader falling. Huh. Okay. Heroes, man. Boy, was that was a big deal about him leaving. He's like, oh, this is a role for him, and he went on to, to do um, the Terminator Chronicles. Well, was there ever a TV show that had a first season that rocked? His name was Thomas and... Decker, right? Well, I'm gonna look him up right now. This time, I'm gonna do it right. Uh, was there ever a TV show uh, that had a great first season and this dropped off the goddamn charts uh, like Heroes did? And oh uh, yeah, uh, to this day, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. He's been yeah, that's him. He's been in a million fucking things. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. That's him. That's cool. Was he really a child actor on that show? Yeah, yeah. He was well, he's a child actor in Star Trek. But I looked him up, and he's been in fucking everything. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I remember from Heroes, and then he did uh, the Terminator. That guy canceled this like. <laughs> I thought it was a cool uh, witch show on CW. So, hmm. well, it's a CW. You know, it's uh, the CW yeah. is the, the sign of quality. Uh, I'm, you know, I've watched, I've watched more CW shows over the last uh, nine years than. Well, here's most, a question: most for you, you watch, men. Are you still watching The Flash? No. Neither no. am I. Where no. are you gonna? Are you gonna watch it when Arrow guy shows up uh, this year? Probably. Who? Uh, Amel. Yeah, yeah, probably. I don't know. I tried because I was like, it's the last season. I want to try, and uh, I don't. I watched the first two a few episodes this year. I'm like, fuck me. I don't like them down. I don't like the new supporting cast. Is my yeah? Problem. I'm with you there, and but uh, it's it just got bad before that. Oh no! The the oh, I've said before. I said it a million times. The pandemic murdered that show. Yeah, season five, it never recovered. Uh. Also, the new supporting cast. I don't like Chester. I don't like Allegra. I don't like Joe's well, wife. I like Allegra. Okay. I don't like Cecile's wife having superpowers. I don't be a part of the superhero team. I don't like Chill Blaine. I don't like any of them. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I and, uh, and again, I checked out a while ago, so yeah. but I'll watch here and there, and I, I still hate the supporting cast. I'll, I'll probably someday you know be laid up and need something to binge and go back to it but uh those first few seasons are though were good my favorite was four my favorite was four with uh, the thinker i that was my favorite season he was my oh, favorite yeah. he was my favorite villain and i love that they introduced the elongated man because yeah my favorite character and that actor was perfect and then that actor turned out to be a total piece of shit and they had right to, you know what happened yeah they had to get him off. i love how they got him off the show and that uh one scene they take another actor and he's covered covered with burns yeah so i was like yeah yeah he got burned by a bunch of acid and they walked him off and that's the end of that character they never mentioned him. nothing we see his wife or his girlfriend yeah, or the wife yeah know. sue dibney's back on the show uh, apparently but yeah Oh boy! Hey, well, this is a Gideon but guys I will see, presentation. I will, so. I will turn in for the Arrow episode. So yeah, oh, well, it's like Supergirl. The last season of Supergirl, I had to check out. I it, I thought it completely uh, just fell off the rails. Yeah, but, yeah I'm still liking that. I like season one of uh, Lois. I'm Superman. Oh, Lois. That's still a great show. That, season that's two was, you know, it's hit or miss. But 
season three seems like really interesting. So yeah, that's especially still, when they bring on Lex Luthor. So yeah, it's look. I'm willing to have a new Luthor, and I get it. And I love that they had to to make a part of the storyline that this is not the same. Yeah, you're reality right, yeah. as the the other CW shows, which is a sort of a like, uh, I guess, all right. Kind of yeah. makes you throw up a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah, because yeah, that's you know that's not what you said at first, and uh, but why is Diggle there then? So I know, I, I know, I'm, uh-huh. I'm utterly confused. Trust me, I get it. Yeah, uh, that's that's because they want to separate it from that that whole thing dying. Right, I, I get it, and you can't bring all these actors back to be might get signed yeah. for other things, this and that, yeah. and they don't want to always do these same character and they, and they want to pretend that supergirl never existed so that that's part of it that too uh, as yeah. well all right so we do have uh some reviews pete oh, I, wow. you, I go through these reviews and i do it for you the listeners this one i like because one of the biggest complaints is people go well this character's not acting like they're supposed to this character's not acting like they're supposed to which just means how they used to this comes from the uh, very creatively named Critic 97. Wow. In real life, people evolve. Things happen. We learn. New baggage develops. New priorities come into play. Values change. People grow together and people grow apart. Dynamics change. The entire point of Star Trek Picard was to explore what happened to Picard in the years after TNG. He was no longer the captain of the Enterprise and became free to deal with the loss of data, being Locutus, dealing with the destruction of Romulus, and now having been cut out of Beverly's life and thus his sons for 20 years. People always say, I would never do that, and then find themselves doing those exact things when they get older and gain perspective and authority. For anyone to say, quote, the writers changed the characters and they're not the same people anymore is a silly criticism. Of course, they're not the same people. They've grown. If they don't, it wouldn't be respectful to the characters, suggesting that they have no capacity to change. It's just the reality of living. Bravo, sir. Bravo. Every now I will and then agree. I 100% agree. Yep. Every um, now and then, I don't just I just don't pick out the, the idiots. Uh, when, I, when, I, when I find something smart, I like to share that as well. Oh, yeah, I was like, I was laughing. I was like, I want to talk about it a little bit more because, like, you know, we, we, for me, the next, for me, my favorite next chance are the Lacutus, you know, you know, Picard becoming Borg. And then I thought the, when he shows up to be with his brother, I mean, rolls- that is amazing. And then all of a sudden, you only get, you only get inklings of it. But it, it goes follow up episode, I mean, when I when I first watched it, I was like, I don't know, I didn't get it. But when I watched it later as an adult, it's like, wow, that was amazing, you know. Well, I love that in this. I love that in this season. But he's like, crying, and I'm yeah, like, with his brother shit. in the mud. His brother yeah. in the mud. It, I, I that 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 affected me. Uh, but they and that's really... the only one that true. A really, really. Character driven. I mean, uh, there's I've been a few more, but I mean, that was like such a character driven episode, right? Yeah. And then the whole Borg thing didn't bother Picard at all until first contact. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and also, and I love that they addressed this. They did it in Deep Space Nine briefly and they did it, they do it here. But the idea that it was always funny that after that happened and Picard's a captain again, everyone everywhere is just like forgets about it. Just like, yep. He's like, yeah, yeah, no big deal. You know, he just slaughtered all those fucking people. Like, no one held a grudge. 
No one said anything but about lucky it. Lucky we'll see it here on Hard for Picard in a few episodes. Oh, but, yeah. You know. Oh, totally. Because in reality, that was one of my favorite things about the first uh, episode of Deep Space Nine. That yeah, Cisco was just like, uh, you killed totally my agree. fucking wife. Uh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> they shake hands at the end, but it's not like they hug. Right. Like, I know. I'm 100% with you, man. Yeah. So one more that and only six out of nine people found that interesting. So that just goes to show you. Wow, I thought that was very fascinating. Yep. Uh, this next is a five out of ten. Uh, I, I, this I went through the vast. There's like forty eight reviews, uh, and a tenth of them are negative. But uh, this one made me laugh for some reason. Disappointing, unbelievable storylines from N. Lindsay Four. This whole kid I never knew had knew I had trope has been done to death. Unplanned pregnancies are still a thing so far in the future. No reliable birth control anywhere. And supposedly mature and responsible adults still failing to use birth control. Judging, <laughs> most 70-year-olds don't... Tell you what, most 70-year-olds aren't rapping that rascal. Hey, uh, John, tell me your story. You worked at a goddamn old folks' home, right? I used to work at an old folks' home, yes. And as I said, you did. Mm-hmm. And? Well, they were, uh, they were doing a lot of fucking uh, it, it, where I was working, my friend. It wasn't, it wasn't that kind of... It was, I didn't work in that kind of nursing home. Are you kidding me? I worked at a classy nursing home. Oh, okay. We're about to die. Yeah, to continue... Constant rule-breaking and mutinous behavior is okay if Picard, Riker, and Seven don't get their way, quibbling over who is in command. I'm a Trek fan since watching TOS on our black-and-white TV in the mid-60s. That's a shame because it was bright and in color. And have watched every series and movie since. And while it's great to see so many of the TNG crew back together again, I will struggle to finish this ridiculous season. And only 16 out of 34 found that helpful. How are you at negative two? Um... How can you not? I mean, goddamn! I mean, oh, dude, that 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 was a that was a, a tame one. There's some vitriol uh, that's just not even not even fun to make fun of. You know, I yeah, understand why. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I remember, if I was an actor and a good actor, I might retire. Yeah, it's it's a good. I'm like, fuck yeah. you guys! You don't no, want to see me start again? F you! It's what, a good thing. Professor X. It's a good F thing. Off. It's a good thing. Nobody pays attention to the IMDb reviews. True. It's, it's like Amazon reviews. Well, yeah, thousands. I'm sure it's at, at, at Jean-Luc Picard or at Patrick Stewart or at Sir Patrick Stewart. Well, no, they, these people aren't going on Twitter. They're not going to Amazon reviews that people actually read. It's the IMDb reviews that nobody actually reads. That's why they're so crazy. That's why I love them. <laughs> I go on IMDb, but not much. I just look at uh-huh. for information. What the, well, whenever they tell me, oh, sign up, I'm like, fuck off. I don't but when it. I started this bit doing it for Ledges, there was times where maybe there'd be like two, three reviews for an episode. And I always find some really weird, just some weird yeah, shit. It is, you know, <laughs> you know, it's a, but I, then I went on to the Amazon and just found hundreds and hundreds of reviews for everything. And I'm like, oh, that's no fun. You know, I, right, I want to yeah. find, I find that's the a lot of work at that point. Well, that's also even even far more negative. The IMDb has a certain je ne sais quoi to the people right, who right, post right. there. All right, so back to the show. We're on Metallus. Rafi interrupted, you know, with commercials all time, right? Uh-huh. Well, I might drop some commercials in here just for shits and giggles. Uh Metallus 
uh, Rafi and Worf are on the prowl. Uh, and uh, she tells him on comms that he stands out in his warrior gear. And he's like, this is yep. my warrior gear. It's casual. This is my casual dress. This is my casual dress outfit. <laughs> and she's like, for what? Tuesday beheadings? Yeah, that was a good one. And they spot Ricka. The chase is on. And they're chasing him through the alleys. And Worf catches him and fucking rock bottoms him through a fucking table. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the Worf says... <laughs> Ooh. You remember when Rock was on Voyager? Yep. Yep. That was all that dude. I remember loving that. And okay. He has to do a USA show. I'm trying to think. It, it, it had like, to be no, no, the UPN. It had to be a U, the UPN because SmackDown was now on UPN. I think uh, it was it might have been okay. It was like um it was, it was, no, it was based UPN. off a movie with Keanu Reeves. Um, oh yeah, no, I, I'm saying the reason he was on Voyager, it was cross promotion because they're both UPN shows. Yeah, but this one he might have been in USA, so I'm trying to think. Oh, honestly, but, God. And uh, here's the funniest thing. I'll admit this: I watched that Young Rock show as bad as it can be because I like the the wrestling parts of it. And well, I like they, all the bullshit parts of it. I agree. Yeah, you know, I mean, I have to fast forward anything with him and Randall Park in the present, but all the fat, all the sense. yeah, uh, yeah, all the all the flashback stuff. I love. I I just I, it, I get a kick out of it. And they just yeah, did. They seem like they, they casted everyone wrong. Does that make yeah, sense? there's it, a lot. The lot there's a lot wrong. It, that's so fun. It's so fun to watch. Uh, every I, I watched it. I, I mean, not religiously, but I'm like, okay, I kind of I want to watch it. They just time. did. They just did one about him hosting Saturday Night Live for the first time. I haven't, I haven't seen that one. And they recreate that and him being on Voyager. And oh yeah, I've seen that one. They have him, and they have him. The actor who plays The Rock is doing a scene with the actress who plays seven. uh, Who's doing a scene with the actress who's playing Jerry Ryan? Oh, was he he on that one with Seven of Nine? I just can't remember. Okay. Oh no, yeah, he Seven of Nine is okay. Voyager goes to a planet where they basically have wrestling, Uh and uh, there's an evil promoter who's like evil Space McMahon, and. Seven and nine gets kidnapped into the fighting ring and has to fight the fucking rock, uh, who's got some alien shit on his forehead. And uh, like I said, because the only show anyone cared about on the UPN network, the UPN network was was launched on the back of Star Trek Voyager. That All right, right, right. Yeah. The next big show on that was WWE F SmackDown. Smackdown. Yeah. So they had the they did a cross promotional thing of the shows. They said, we need to put one of the wrestlers on star Trek. Yeah. This was like pre, like uh, when I saw the rock, this was like USA. This was, what, oh, yeah, oh no, like he, was on, show. he was on. Okay. I know what the 70 show you're thinking of. He was on, they do this on, on the, the young rock too, that he was on. Um, I can't remember what it was, but I know what you're talking about. It was a USA show. He was on a USA show. Yeah, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to find it. I mean, and, I know what uh, yeah. And then he did, uh, and then he did Star Trek, uh, was the next one. But it, what's great is they have an actress playing Jerry Ryan on that show, it, it, which is fun. I'm gonna die on this one, yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous young woman, but no Jerry Ryan. I'll just say <laughs> that's hard to re- that's it's hard that's hard to recreate. So after that, he rock bottoms this uh, motherfucker. He looks at her and goes, "Beheadings are on Tuesday. I mean, on Wednesday." It's, so we're up on the Titan. 
they're getting chased and they're getting fired upon. Jack, he goes and gets seven to nine, tells her his theory that they're leaving a trail and she thinks about it for a second. The breadcrumbs. And uh, breadcrumbs, it's the fritterium gas uh, that cools the warp coils. That could leave a trail. And uh, they open the door and they do the old trope of Jack can knock out a guy with one fucking punch. Just this big, burly, starfleet uh, security guy. One punch. <laughs> he can knock him out. Okay, sure. And they get to the gas leak. And indeed, it's sabotage. Cue the Beastie Boys drop if this was a, a J.J. Abrams a Star Trek podcast, right? That, that's <laughs> that. That's where we throw this in. Yeah, I could use that. Um, Seven calls the bridge and tells them about it. And Picard's like, well, we we could uh, stop the leak. We could use that to surprise the strike and attack them. We got to attack them from behind, Will. We got to attack them from behind. And I'm thinking at this point, I'm like, dude, what the, f- this is stupid because it, it doesn't make any sense. Picard's not that bloodthirsty right. and Picard's not that stupid. Attack them from behind. You see the size of that thing and all the weapons that they have. You, you would. What would you do with your hurt ship? You know, it, it didn't make any sense. And uh, I'm sorry, I have to check something out. And um, and that's where they start all this fighting between him and uh, him and Riker. Yeah, yeah, it, it felt forced. Yeah, I mean, he goes. Uh, uh, Riker's like, I want to take this crew home. So. Jack's uh, there uh, fixing the leak and the sketchy guy uh, attacks Jack and Jack punches him in the face and his face goes gooey. And when I first saw it, tell me what you thought. When I first saw this episode, because I, I still hadn't put it together at all. Right? Oh, I, oh, I mean, with, with work? No, that, that it's the changelings. Oh, I yeah, had, yeah. When, when I... Oh yeah, right, right, right when uh, Jack was out with him. Like, yeah, when okay, Jack pun- when Jack punches the guy and his face goes blue, blue, blue. Yeah, and I'm like, I thought to myself, I'm like, no, no, they're not, no, they're not, because I was like, those are the changelings, yeah. Because you know, everyone, you know, D Space Nine is my favorite Star Trek show. Like I've said, right, and that's a times. big of it, yeah. And I'm like, oh, oh no, I'm like, are they? Are they? I felt like that could be something else. Maybe that's something else. Is it what I think it is? And the way they go back and forth here, cutting back and forth between the interrogation scene and the Titan to get to the big reveal is great. Because here we got uh, this Titus guy. They think he's having DTs, withdrawals. <clears throat> and Rafi is playing bad cop. And Worf's, uh, Worf is a good cop. Going like, I don't want to hurt you. I just want information. I've got nothing against you. And she wants to uh, rip his... um. Fing, uh, fingernails out and says uh do you, she goes, do you know how far a klingon warrior can shove a sword up here and he's like i don't do that anymore and he pauses the little pause between any yeah that was great yeah <laughs> well, hey, the backtrack um yeah the show is called the net that's the it rock the net. showed up for an episode it was on that's the show that's the show yeah. they talk about that on young rock too that was based on a sandra bullock movie yep yeah, that was yeah, a bad movie, and they made a TV show. Yep. And then is that uh, then it was like Saturday Night Live and Star Trek. That, oh, that. I gotta watch this one. Okay. Oh, you never seen that in Voyager? No, I, oh, I've seen it. It's been years. Oh yeah, so I gotta I, see uh, the Rock episode. I've rewatched it uh, once. It's okay, uh, but 
evil space McMahon is maybe my favorite because it's clearly based on Vince McMahon and he's, <laughs> and he's the bad guy. <laughs> he, uh, you know, he might be the worst cast character on the fucking show. I don't know. He's bad. Um, who is the guy who they not, not the actor, but the, the, the way they made the, the guy who's playing Vince, though. He just can't do Vince. Oh, the guy. Okay. No, I like the guy who's playing Vince because they've started to make him kooky. Okay, and uh, but the one thing, like a lot of people, go off on a little young rock uh, tangent here. A lot of people, like at PWO and whatever, be going on and on about the historical. I'm glad I don't get on boards anymore. Well, I'm fucking right. lucky. Look, look, you're good. Like you're lucky. I'm still addicted. Uh, complain about the historical inaccuracies of this silly sick. Oh, I mean, it's all over the place. Fuck that. And I'm guys. like. I'm like, I, I got past that. I mean, holy shit, who, you can't get past it. Who gives a shit? Brock doesn't give a shit. He just wants to tell a story that's funny for people. No one cares. This isn't for wrestling. This isn't for wrestling fans. This is for my grandmother watching sitcoms. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I don't mind any of that. But and they only did it once. There was one episode where the Vince, the guy playing Vince, is having a scene, and he's got a noticeable, thick five o'clock shadow. And I was like, nah, 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 nah. no way. I mean, I, I, on, I've no. seen most of them, so I don't know. I'm but, like, no, um, no, no. I go, I, I, go, I could deal with everything else they, they, they play around with on this show, but it is a known fact that Vince McMahon attacks his facial hair and shaves eight times a day. Oh, <laughs> I know, that's the truth. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's one of his weird issues. That's why when he, that story was going around that he showed up backstage at uh, MSG to talk to Cena, he had a mustache. I was just like, no way. I want to see that. I want to see what that creepy pervert looks like with a fucking mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rafi wants answers. Back to Star Trek. Yeah. So, uh, Jack wakes up. Uh, uh, he's hallucinating. He's seeing seven and nine. Who, and this is when we see the red branches. And it's saying, you connect know- the branches and find me. And there's a red door. And I just got to say this to you, Pete. We're at as far as we're like we said, episode six is the last one we watched. The fact that I don't know what this is yet is pissing me off because <laughs> I'm so good at normally figuring shit out, and I don't know what this is. I don't think the hey, expert. I know you've been on the internet more than I have. What are the fans? Uh, Nobody fan knows fans. No, the fan theories. I'll go through a yeah. few fan theories. Uh, my favorite fan theory is favorite or most funny. Uh, my favorite is Paul Wraith. There's some, it's somehow a, a paw wraith uh, involved. Um, nobody else really has a lot of theories either. That's just it. It's like, is he a changeling is one? Because his voice like, come back and join the link. But then that doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, nobody has a good theory as to what this is. And it's great that nobody can figure it out. And I can't figure it out. But the, like, you know, the cars rubber wasn't busted and a changeling squeak in. No, I, I don't know, man. It, it's, okay. Yeah, I, I, I really, I'm just like, and as a nerd, the kind of nerd who normally could figure out where a show is going. Right, right, yeah. That, that when I can't, I love it because that's good storytelling, but then I get frustrated with it. I was like, come on, we got four episodes left. What the fuck is this shit? What are you, what are you gonna, what are we gonna figure out what this is? Why, why is he, uh, you know, suddenly uh, a mega assassin like Wolverine uh, later. Right. Like, I want I want these answers, and I want them now. Now, 
God damn it, Terry Metalis. <laughs> Here I am bitching about this fucking show that's just been hitting it out of the park. Uh, and now, love the letter. Go on. Seven, seven calls Picard to say that Jack is hurt. And uh, Riker's like, go, go now. And he has, Picard has his uh, pronouns, pal. Picard has his 17 second turbo lift ride. And they, they save Jack with a defibrillator. And I don't know about you. First time I saw this, I did for a split second think, oh, they're going to kill him. Are they going to kill him? Because for a second, I thought they were going to kill him. And that was his 17 seconds. And that's going to like get Picard angry enough to do something or another. But okay. I, I don't know. That's I, at least that would play into him and Riker having arguments. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, 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 and deep down, I knew no way because I knew that the actor playing Jack is a featured player on the show. Yeah. They're not going to kill him. But I was so into the show that I started going like, holy shit. Holy shit. I think they're okay. Cool. That's cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could, I, that's the great thing. The greatest thing about this season, unlike any of the other ones, I am so into it. I, especially the first time I watch these. Oh, yeah. I am into it. And, and like, then you're into all the, you know, the sub characters <laughs> and this and stuff, you know. Right. I mean, but it's like, got me. They, they can, like, you're always expecting someone to pop up. And then there's also these other interesting characters. That yeah, are but my critical, my, my critical eye is off and they suck me in and I'm all in emotionally. Right. I haven't, like I said, you know, I'm at this age where I'll watch stuff and I and I tear up and cry all the time. This this season, it's happened a few times, and I'll a little teaser for when we get oh, to it's episode twice. So yeah, when, when it gets to you. episode six, when it gets to episode six, there's oh yeah, there's three scenes, one in particular that had me not just you know misty eyed, but had me crying. Yeah, you got me twice. I'll tell you uh, that. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. It was when the it was when the outrageous O'Connor showed up. I love him. <laughs> you remember him from Next Generation? He was like yes, the, the rogue guy. You know, they I, he actually did show up on Lower Decks and Prodigy. Oh, uh, nice. Played by voiced by the the act the original actor. So, the, oh, that's cool. Again, give me give me all the fandom. Give me all the the, the weird one note background characters. Give me it all. Star Star Trek is a whole universe of characters. Give me all of them. Make me happy. You know, life is rough nowadays. Make me happy, Star Trek. Damn straight. So Rafi wants answers from this guy, and he starts talking. Finally, he says it was the Romulans, and Rafi says bullshit. And he's like, I did it. I stole the device from Daystrom, and he's one of many like-minded souls, enemies of the Federation. The portal thing was a misdirect, and then. He starts going a little gooey and Worf just calmly smirks because now he knows for sure. Yeah. And he says, he goes, tell me, how long have you been away from the great link? And that's when I, first time I saw this, I jumped out of my chair. Yeah. Fuck I yeah. love his reference to, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, well, that's the next one when he tells her about it. Because yeah. again, not only was Deep Space Nine my favorite Star Trek, the entire Dominion War story oh, is the best story Star Trek's ever told. In Besides my the fact that, you know, you think about it, like, um, you know, the Enterprise should have been there more, you know. And that was always one of those things like, well, how comes a Batman? That's one of those nerdy things. I know, I get it. But, well, so, okay, how, how, 
how come Green Arrow just doesn't call the Flash and help him find something? Right. No, oh, yeah. No, I understand. It's the same, I mean, same thing. Not, I'm not. You know, I, I understand it as a TV watcher. But, but I also, I'm sure the books have come up with an explanation. I'm right? sure. I'm yeah, sure yeah. they have. You know. Yeah, there's got to be something. Picard was fucking Beverly and then having his kid. I, I was having a kid. <laughs> Me and Beverly. And there, there you go. Here's one. Let me tell you, don't go chasing waterfalls with Beverly. You end up with a bastard. <laughs> I've been trying to get that praying. fucking waterfalls joke in all night. I don't care how shitty it is. <laughs> but yeah, I got the great, just saying the great link. I'm like, oh. And then we cut to the, the Titan. And Picard basically calls Will Riker a coward. Yep. Like, sit down, Admiral. And then we get back yeah, to work. Yeah, great. Good scene. It's a good scene, but it's... But again, yeah, act- it's not earned. Yeah, it's not earned. The acting's great. It's not earned. Uh, I was like... Did I miss, <laughs> actually, when I first watched it, I'm like... Did I miss did something? I miss something? Yeah. Did I My, miss something where they're fucking... That, where Picard's suddenly bloodthirsty? You know, maybe. that was almost like a, a star a Star Wars thing. It's like, yeah, you know, or, or even like you think about it, um, the Batman Superman uh, that they did. Oh, geez. Well, I wouldn't go that far. But you know, you're, you're okay. like, what is this? Where, so, where is so, this? You know, the original cut. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, well, Where's well, this going? Well, right was the, the longest one. I'm like, oh, okay, this happened. You know, well, that's how it kind of felt. Like we were missing a scene or a right. cut. Will, Will Riker. Will Riker's like, sit down, Martha. Martha, why did you say Martha? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then Worf uh, comes back to Worf. He's like, I know you're kind. You need to regenerate. Yep. And he goes full changeling. And I love the new special effects. Oh, yeah. The changeling. They look gross. They don't. Oh, yeah. And we thought, you know, she, Rafi thought it was like, a, you know, a drug overdose or like yeah, an she, overdose. But uh, she thought he was like those withdrawals. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but yeah, like I mean, the OG special effects on D Space Nine were what they were—a show yeah. with a budget back in that day. And, and in the you know, think about it, nineties, early nineties, yeah, not early the, but mid nineties. But either way, and again, yeah. a show on a budget that you know was on syndication. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, I highly recommend the uh, 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 fan kickstarted documentary. Uh, what we leave behind the Star Trek uh, Deep Space Nine documentary, Pete. If yeah. you've never seen it, it's fantastic. I highly, if no one's ever, if no one's seen it, seek it out. Uh, it, it was literally like one of those like Kickstarter crowdfunder uh, things uh, that was made, and boy, is it good. They interview everybody. Oh, nice. Hey, that hey, sounds uh, interesting. Uh, uh, not not so much uh, uh Captain Benjamin Cisco, not so much Avery Brooks. They use some like no, stock stuff because right? he don't he don't talk to anyone about this shit because he, you know, he was like Hollywood blacklisted, uh, but he's he's more concerned with jazz and being a professor and teacher. And, but he does show up every now and then in those weird Shatner things, right? Oh, once in a blue moon, he does. Yeah, yeah. He, he was once he was in that Shatner uh, that Captain's Captain, documentary. Yeah. Which I tried to watch. I'm like, this this should be good. I couldn't. I couldn't finish it. I thought no, it was terrible. Sucked. I agree, John. I'm with you, man. <laughs> I thought when when he when when he's like, but I didn't fast forward to see Avery Brooks because I was like, I oh, got oh you no, there. so did I. I mean, like, and Avery Brooks is sitting there like talking to him like on another intellectual level about jazz mm-hmm. and music theory, and Shatner's just like, uh huh, oh, <laughs> so, Patrick, what are you doing? It's so fucking funny. So. 
Worf kills the changeling. And yep. uh, in sick bay, as Rafi that, goes, get it, don't let it get away. Zap, is it ashes? Yeah. ashes. And in sick bay, Jack says the guy he, he punched his face moved. There's a changeling on board. This is what I was talking yep. about the, the back and forth of the revelation that it's the fucking founders. Yeah, the nice cut, you know, the yeah. interweaving and the cuts, it works, you know. And I say it's the founders, but it's not the founders because this is what Worf says. Uh, in fact, Worf's narrating this as we see uh, the changeling on uh, the Titan playing a bomb. And he says, uh, he tells the story, the quick- A man of honor. The quick story of the of the, the Dominion War and says- and, that, But he also talks about the man of honor. Yeah, that's what he says here. He's like, a close friend and man of honor who is in the link. Let me know about this terrorist splinter group. And then the actor who played him is dead. And yeah, Rene so... Albergenois passed. Um Great actor, been a lot of stuff oh, from Benson of, to that and um, Boston Legal. And oh, and uh, the movie Mash. He was a uh, father was Mulcahy. He? he was father oh, nice. Mulcahy okay. in the movie Mash. Renee, well, Albers- I mean, uh, historic career. Yeah. And, and you know, he's, he was great. I mean, everyone loved his character. Um, One of my favorites. I mean, just the men. Just and the- there's a character you really want to see more of, you know. Yeah, I mean, and it's a shame we can't. It's a no. real shame we can't. And I, I don't want them to do some hologram bullshit uh, with no, it. No, I'm with uh, you. Yeah. Um, or I CGI. thought what Worf did. I thought Worf talking about him worked. You know, oh, that worked. And I that think made, we that, all knew what exactly who was talking about. And it gave me chills up my fucking spine, Pete. I'm like, not. You think about kidding. it in those deep space nines. I remember. Uh, I love the scene again. It's like it wasn't a comedy bit, but it was where like Worf would always talk about how. How Bashir and O'Brien would want to come over and hang out in his quarters. Oh, oh yeah, he had no time yeah. for uh, Bashir and O'Brien playing games like children. Uh, right, and, he, and he'd be talking to talking to Odo. You know, I love. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, Odo's one of the greatest characters in Star Trek history. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, again, played. I love the Benson connection, by the way, with Star Trek, because it's not just Rene Auvergnat. It's a uh, gosh, James I'm, Cameron, right? No, well, no, I'm blanking on his name, but the oh, Ethan, uh, Ethan Phillips, who played uh, Neelix. Oh, was, wow! Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah, yeah wow. he was on Benson, about it. but Pete, he was Pete on Benson, you're right, yeah. And then they both had to go to Star Trek and sit in the makeup chair for fucking hours, hours. yeah. <laughs> hours. Well, we need to really go deep because everyone's just going to remember you from Benson. Yeah, I mean, it seems like this is like this episode since we've been fucking going on so many different goddamn. Oh, totally, completely. This is a this is a, a total. Uh, this, this is like the, freeform, uh, this is like freeform up and down. This is like freeform up jazz. Been down, uh, yeah. So we're getting ready to wrap this up, Pete. Uh, there's yeah, a changeling we're on board. It. We're getting there. We're getting there. there. We there's know. a changeling on board the ship, and uh, here's the thing: if Starfleet acknowledges this terrorist splinter cell of uh, changelings. It could possibly restart the Dominion War, and uh, he says to Rafi, "Because we're partners now, we got to get to the day." Yeah, gr- again, a great, great B storyline. Honestly, oh, the B storyline, one of my rocks. favorite B storylines I've ever seen. In, oh in yeah, I, I, I kind of like the look. I kind of like the B storyline better because yeah, I mean, I, but it's but but it's different, you know. Yeah, well, like, I, just, I honestly, I was like, I've seen the same thing with you, brother, and I'm like, well, you know what? I like them both. It's not like oh, I love it all. I love it all. But my personal nerd, uh, what tickles my nerd boner is Worf being Worf, 
I love Rafi and goddamn changelings and uh, and rock bottoms through tables. How, I, don't, I don't know what you mean. Trust me, I can watch that all day long. And then, you know. All right, so we're on the Titan. The leak is fixed. Seven tells Riker on the comms that Jack was attacked by a changeling. They're getting ready to warp, and yes. the bomb goes off. The warp drive is gone. Par- Picard finally tells Will, we have to fight or die, Will. And he goes, fine. Fire everything we got. And they use the, and Vatic uses the portal he, gun on him. She can shit of him earlier. What's that? Challenging him about his son dying. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh they talk about it a little bit. I kind of just skipped over it. Uh, but that's how, I mean, I mean, it was a scene, a big scene. Uh-huh. But really, in the end, I mean, almost like it was like a scene that we didn't need because, again, there's no payoff to it. Maybe there will be. We'll I see. think there will be in the next episode. But when they, when they fire everything and they just use the portal gun on their fucking torpedoes and yeah. make them shoot themselves. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's like I almost saw it coming. I'm like, oh, no. And they're falling. Was that, the, was that the secret weapon you think they had? That's the no, that's the secret weapon they stole. But yeah, that was right, the, right. Yeah. That was, was the, in the hall they couldn't identify. Yeah, but it was the they stole it, but that's a diversion from what they right, right, really right, after. exactly. And we find out what they're really after in a couple yep. of episodes. Uh, but as the show ends, they're falling and the Titans falling into the gravity well. The Shrike uh, leaves them, and, uh, and and Riker says to Picard, "Remove yourself from the bridge. You've yep. killed us all." Now, one last thing. That was a rough beat at the end, you know. Yeah, I mean it was a great scene, but I mean anyway, we've we've gone ad nauseum yeah, about. We, I, I don't think key. it was alright. We both agree on that. So. Yeah, but one last thing uh, I forgot to mention. So, the changeling that attacks Jack and leaves him in the gas to die. I would imagine Vatic would have like uh, vaporized him because isn't the entire point is they want him, they want Jack Crusher. Why did the changeling leave him to die? He should have kidnapped him because that's part of their mission. They want Jack Crusher. That's the entire point. Why did this changeling point, leave him there? I, I mean, I'm so, you know, you're, you're caught up in the action bit. So I'm with you there, John. Yeah, that one stood out to me. I'm like, wait a minute. That's, but we already, we see later, you know, some of these changelings, you know, you know, they do uh, piss off Vatic. And, uh, and what she'll do to him. But anyway, Pete, thanks once again. This was super fun, man. John, always a pleasure, my friend. I love having a few beers and bullshit and Star Trek with you, man. Hell yeah. All right. And thanks for listening, everyone. And we will talk to you next time. Be dead, I'll see you more, and at the dinner's down, I'm an extra hard